Hi, welcome back to And Also with Kevin and Christine. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Hi. Because <laughs> it's the end of the year and we're tired. <laughs> so, uh, we thankfully, we've left the weekend. We've left the godforsaken weekend where all of this took place in Twilight. For those of you who are just joining us, we have 18 other episodes. <laughs> Listen to that because you're going to be very confused. Is it 18 or 19? 19. It is 19. Oops. Um, I was asleep for that one episode. So this is episode 20. Um, we're doing chapter 20 of Twilight, Impatience. And Bella has... We're doing two chapters this We're episode. doing two chapters. Look at us. Two chapters. That was the goal when we first started to do two chapters an episode. And it didn't work. It didn't work. It might not still work. I mean, well... But um, because the next chapter, chapter 21 is very short. And it's like, we're not going to... And then the chapter after that is like the, you know, meeting James and the... The standoff. The standoff. And I have a lot of opinions about James, James's, uh... Don't, don't anyway. give it away. Yeah. Anyway, so that's going to be a long chat episode <laughs> and that's why we're doing... <clears throat> yeah. So, th- chapter 20, um, Bella uh, wakes up. She wakes up confused. She is in a hotel room, which she takes great care to describe right in way too much detail i also she said that when i woke up i was confused and i was like mood that is a 2020 mood i mean it's a it's a christine mood but also a 2020 mood for yeah, sure for sure so she talks about the hotel room like and it's not really necessary but she's like describing them as bland uh, all this stuff bella does this a lot actually she describes the, the the her surroundings like in a lot of detail is that like a grounding technique maybe that's a grounding technique um she was like, uh, that they were driving, she's like, we were driving on black freeways at more than twice the legal speed, and they are still playing games with this girl's life. Right. Like, it is... That's their favorite game to play. For real. For real. Let's play with Bella's life. That is their favorite game. Imagine being on the run from a tracker vampire, and all of these, like, intricate plans and whatever to keep her alive just to die in a car crash because people don't know how to like yeah because even if they crash they won't die but if she starts bleeding she dead like they're gonna eat her so she's describing like her last moments in forks before they started to drive and so she says she describes the dead look in edward's eyes after he kissed her for the last time and it just reminded me did you bring this up the humanity switch yes like it sounds like the humanity switch that they have in vampire diaries Except less interesting. Uh, a lot less interesting. Lot less as interesting. many of Twilight's things are. Uh, I feel like their plan is pretty smart. Like, they were looking for a hotel that's near the airport. And Bella's like, are we going somewhere uh, by plane? And Alice is like, it's just good to be close to the airport in case we need. Um, and I, I mean, I guess it is smart for them to be near the airport. And it's also smart for her to have somewhere where she kind of like relationally like know where she is. Yeah. But I feel like that's the only reason why. It's not like, oh, what if what if we need to fly? They're not gonna fly. So there's this she's just basically describing how um things are going in the hotel room and so uh it's just her, Alice and Jasper. She had a hard time falling asleep, but she finally did fall asleep and then she woke up and she and Alice was like, Hey, I got some food for you, I know you gotta eat. <laughs> Edward reminded me that you gotta eat. So the interesting thing there is that I was just like, do vampires forget the human life? Like this doesn't make any sense. But she later explains it actually. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when she comes out of the room, I want to just describe what she says here. Jasper sat motionlessly at the desk in the corner, his eyes watching the news with no glimmer of interest. And that's been us for, what, the last seven weeks? Right. Except with much interest. Um, but just, like, sitting by the desk, just watching the TV, watching the news. Uh, 
Relatable. That's it. <laughs> just glued. She basically, while she's eating, she she's like describing what how how they're sitting. They're like just sitting together, not really saying anything, just kind of very motionless. And she's like, something's up because they're not acting natural. They're not acting normal. Something is wrong. Um, and so she's like, what's wrong? And they're like, uh, nothing's wrong. And then so there's two things here that I I guess I kind of understand that they like for two people to just for two people who live together, right? For them to just be sitting next to each other, just not even no conversation nothing it is kind of weird to me but also she doesn't know them so she doesn't know if they're acting unnatural like this could be what a saturday night a chill saturday night for them is like yeah, but also the fact that vampires don't fidget they don't move they right don't, so like, exactly standard yeah this is them this is i think this is actually them with their guard down because they weren't like hey we have to act human yeah and so when she was like, something's wrong because they're being too still, I'm just like, Bella, you don't even know if that's the case. This could be their natural, normal stillness. Because you met them two days ago. You have no idea what they're like. But anyway, um, they're like, nothing's wrong. And um, she's like, they just haven't called. And she's like, okay, so what does that mean? <laughs> um, if they just haven't called. And so Jazz is trying to calm her down uh, because Bella is, of course, hyping herself up. He goes, Bella, in a, what she calls a suspiciously soothing voice, you have nothing to worry about. You are completely safe here. And she's like, I know that, fool. I'm not worried about me. As is always the case with Bella. Bella says, like, if something happens to anybody else, how can I live with myself when it's my fault? None of you should be risking yourselves for me. And it's like, none of this is your fault. Right, but also, can I just, really quick, she goes, you heard what Laurent said. He said that James is lethal. What if something goes wrong and they get separated? If something happens to any of them, Carlisle, Emmett, Edward, if that wild female hurts Esme, she made no mention of Rosalie. She was like, Rosalie could die in a ditch. I, and I could care less. <laughs> Rosalie, but what is it the happened to like your family? I mean, Bella. And so she's like freaking out about something happening to them and saying it's her fault. It's not her fault. We, I'm not even going to say this anymore because we, we've said this repeatedly. It's not her fault. It's their fault. And he goes, Bella, Bella, stop. He interrupted me. You're worrying about the wrong things, Bella. Trust me on this. None of us are in jeopardy. You are under too much strain as it is. Don't add to it with wholly unnecessary worries. Listen to me, he ordered. Our family is strong. Our only fear is losing you. Now, here's the thing. You got me agreeing with a Confederate soldier? You got me agreeing with a Confederate soldier? Because he's right. He is right. Now, to be fair to Bella and Anxiety Gang, you're not going to just sit here and be like, don't worry, there's nothing to worry about, and then that's it. <laughs> Problem it's fixed. Solved. Problem solved. Oh, Jasper said not to worry. Boom. Fear is gone. Book on anxiety. Exactly. Anxiety cured. <laughs> Worries healed. I mean, I'm to good. be fair though, he can also like he. Jasper's not just like a motivational sticker. Jasper's a motion, motivational sticker and a mood stabilizer. So he's like, here. Where can some, I get me one? Have some Prozac. Where can him. I get me one? <laughs> I'll deal with the Confederacy thing. We'll we'll we'll, we'll handle that. We can we'll get we you can, woke. We can change hearts and minds. Um, <laughs> but stabilize my mood first. Uh no. Um I don't know. Maybe, maybe. hey. Yeah. Um okay, so there's only one Confederate no, we're not doing that. No. Um <laughs> He dissented. He didn't dissent. Fine. He Fine. deserted. He deserted. <laughs> He's not a judge to dissent. True. <laughs> Anyway, um, he something with a D. Oh no! No! Oh god! Damon did something with a D. No, please, please don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Alliteration, baby. No. Okay, back to these vampires. Jeez, that's that's 
that's the blurb. Back to these vampires. <laughs> um, so so Bella's like, why do y'all care so much? Like, what is it about me? And Alice, and it's not about her. It's never been about her. It will never be about her. Alice is like, we've had to live, we've known Edward for a hundred years. And in that time, he had, had he's had no one. Do you think that we really, we really want to look into his eyes for the next hundred years if he loses you? And it's like, I'm sorry. You want me to survive because your brother's going to be sad if I don't? <laughs> I mean... No, like, the thing is... And, and now, here's the thing. I'm sure. Is, is it all's well... No, not... not the, the, the me... No. The me justify the ends? No, the ends justify, justify the means. <laughs> oh, God. The ends justify the means, I guess. But still, I feel like intention does matter in certain cases, especially when she's like... Especially because Bella later on in this chapter, she's like, we're family. Like, you're my girl. We're friends. And I'm like, girl, she don't care about you. Right. But, like, also, that's real right like she doesn't know her she doesn't care about her she cares about her brother it's real but she don't gotta say it i mean she doesn't have to say it though like bella could just be like oh we're girls and she could let her think that okay all right mom i just i just feel like i th- I thought it was very it was it was one of the very rare honest moments that the Collins have with bella and like in this book, that, that's like, it's, or rather, not that the Collins have with Bella, but it's one of the rare, like, real moments that Stephanie Meyer has her character say. Like, because yeah. everything else is so, like, I feel this for you overnight. I'm in love with you. I'm inequivocally. You know oh, what I'm you're saying? You're mixing things up right now. I really am. Wow. Oh, what's up? <laughs> um, I am irrevocably. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Irrevocably in love with you. Overnight, over bro. a weekend, over over overnight, my guy, and the idea that she like developed these feelings so quickly and ever developed those feelings so quickly and everybody's like ah and here's a fight and ah there's another fight and like let's make mortal enemies out of people just cause the girl smells good or whatnot, and then you have one person who goes actually this is about. My brother. I'm not trying to sit with. You understand how insufferable he is now when he's not depressed. You don't want. You, to know you've this never guy. met depressed. You've Edward. never met depressed Edward. Depressed Edward is not a good time. You know what I'm saying? With respect to depressed people. Uh, so she's like, you know, they 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 basically just sat down and they they were just waiting for for like a phone call. And so she um, she's like, I need to go and be by myself. And so this is like kind of low key relatable. She goes, I hope that by myself in the dark. I could give in to the terrible fears that hovered on the edge of my consciousness, unable to break through under Jasper's careful supervision. Also, I think it's hella sus that Alice called down to the front desk and asked them to ignore our maid service for now. The windows were shut. This is hella suspicious. And no one in that and no one in that hotel was just like, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> they went in there with the girl who was also asleep when they brought her inside, by might I add. Dragging this her, is, yeah, they were dragging her inside. This is weird. Yeah, it's weird. This is weird. I, how no one is being like, hey, somebody's trafficked. What? They're getting paid, so they don't care. Corporations, they don't care about y'all. Right. They don't care about Bella being trafficked in the hotel room. Oh, right. <laughs> They're right. getting paid. Right, 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 right. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I meant specifically the person who's, like, listening to or like the constant. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I guess. Well, I'm just. I'm She's just. Like, saying- I yeah, I don't sign my checks. I, that girl don't sign my checks. I mean, I don't. I feel like people might care about trafficking. Okay, I'm, this is getting away. I'm not saying that they don't. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that they're not getting paid to be in people's business. Right. That's what I'm saying. And okay. if somebody's like, "Hey, don't bother us," 
They're like, well, they're they're like having, you know, they could, they could be having. They, well, maybe they heard about the color sex cult. And they're like, okay, another, huh? They're taking it on the road. So Bella goes into the bedroom to try to get away from Jasper's uh, mood stabilizing. And so Alice follows her into, into the bedroom and they're just like vibing. And then she goes, but after a few minutes, the panic that had held off in Jasper's presence began to make itself known. And what kind of rinky-dink power doesn't follow her into the next room? Right. Edward could hear people's thoughts from other parts of the school. Wait, can he? Edward? From other parts of the school? Yeah, he was. He, he used to track her, her, her through her friend's thoughts. Yeah, but it was like, because he, when he saw her friends after they had seen her, he was in the same room. As, he wasn't tracking her in real time. I never understood it as him tracking her in real time. Really? I always understood it as him, like, keeping tabs on what her day has been like by listening to her friend's thoughts when he saw them. Yeah, but that would mean that they're thinking of memories and not something that's actually happening. And are they just walking around the day thinking of their conversation with Bella every time they see Edward? Yes. Because that's what this this story is about Bella. I understand that. But, okay, I understand that. But... But power-wise, it just doesn't make any sense that he sees Angela, and Angela, instead of thinking about her class that she's in, she's going to be like, oh, let me think of this conversation that I had with, with Bella today, so that, and then it's just simply there for Edward to be able to hear her thoughts. Because we discussed last week that Edward couldn't hear memories, he could hear thoughts as they're happening. No, but when we said Edward couldn't hear memories, it's not, this is not the same thing. If, if someone is having, if someone is thinking about something that has happened, Edward can hear that. Okay. But what we said last week was The motivations that he could Yeah. He can't, okay, like, but think so, of someone's entire character. So we're expected to believe that these people are thinking about Bella all throughout their day? Or maybe not. I don't know. I just... I'm saying I never thought that he I, was... I thought that it was that he heard them... Okay. ...in other parts of the school. Okay. So maybe Jasper does have a rinky-dink power. Maybe that's his, his payment for, <laughs> for being, being a Confederate of... soldier. Okay. Of all the powers to be rinky-dink, this one should not have been it. Right. Speaking of rinky-dink powers, we'll, we'll talk about Alice. We'll talk about Alice. So basically, Alice is like, they haven't called. There's nothing to say. They're not going to risk being overheard, talking to us, telling us the plan, blah, blah, blah. So the fact that they haven't called, it is good news. And, like, that makes sense. I agree with it. But I was like, even if that were not the truth, would you tell me? She's like, yes, I would. And she's like, all right, so then since you're an honest person, how do you become a vampire? And she's like, Edward asked me not to tell you that. And she's like, oh, do you see Edward here? <laughs> and she's like, this is not his his business. It's between me and you. And it's very funny. Bella's very choosy what she chooses to make Edward's business and not Edward's business. Right. But also, she goes, Alice, as a friend, I'm begging you. And I'm like, y'all just met. Yep, I put that. Y'all met y'all three days ago. Met, but also, but also, here comes Stephanie Meyer. And we were friends now, somehow. No, no. That's not how that works. No, you're being a lazy writer. You don't get to sit there and be like, somehow, I just I just instinctively knew. I feel like when authors do that, they don't want to give you the detail. They just want you to believe that it's true and don't question them. It's like when you say to a child, hey, do this, or this is why something's happening. And they go, well, why? And then you go, it's because I said so, and I'm the adult. That's what Stephanie Meyer does when she goes, somehow we were friends no, 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 Stephanie. That's not how friendship works. You're not the adult, Stephanie. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. You're not my mom. You're not my mom. It's lazy writing. It's very lazy writing. Who's surprised? I'm not. And so then she goes, she tells her, okay, well, as predators, we have a whole bunch of weapons in our arsenal. There's the speed. There's the strength. There's all this stuff. And then there's people like me, Edward, and um, Jasper who have these extra powers. And I was like, you don't have to go through these. Edward already made a big show of it at the meadow. 
Right. She knows these powers. And she says it. She's like, yeah, Edward had demonstrated the same concept for me in the metal. Now she goes, we are also venomous. Hold up a second. We are also venomous. She says that basically the venom doesn't kill. It's merely incapacitating. It works slowly, spreading through the bloodstream so that once bitten, our prey is in too much physical pain to escape us. Mostly superfluous. As I said, if we're that close, the prey doesn't escape. Of course, there are there are always exceptions. Carla, for example. And so here's the thing. I looked it up. Venom, to see venom in vampire lore. Okay. There is sorry, venom. you looked it up? I looked it up. Look at you. There is venom in vampire lore. Mm-hmm. But mostly, it's kind of a seductive thing, not mm-hmm. to create pain. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it it causes endorphins in the in the in the body, let's say, and then they don't want to get away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it is incapacitating. It's not like an anguishing, painful way. It's just in a way to say like you're not gonna get away from right. the vampire. Now, I think that the reason why Stephanie Meyer chose to make the venom painful for these vampires is because what is this? Sex. <laughs> Sex. <laughs> It is a cautionary tale about premarital sex. And so she's like, if, and so basically, it's like that 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 video that guy's like, if you want to have sex, you've been prepared. Oh, no, the woman's like, and what if I want to have sex before I get married? Then I hope you're prepared to die. Yeah. And that's basically the vibe. And that's why she makes it so painful, in my opinion anyway, when they get bitten because she's like, oh, it's not something you should do. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. So Alice is explaining like what it's like that when the venom goes through the body of the the human person that they basically they like it like burns them to death basically, um and it's like healing them and the venom is is, is gonna it's gonna be flowing through their body through their veins as long as their heart is still beating because the blood is being pumped through their the venom is being pumped through the rest of their body. As far as vampire lore goes, I this one is actually really corny. It, it just not that it is corny, but it's just that it I feel like that itself is also lazy. Like you don't have to do anything else but just chill. You don't even have to like eat somebody you don't have to like be buried you don't have to like you know i don't i don't know be buried why would you why <laughs> would you say be buried uh, anyway so she's like so or like or like die with within with 24 right. hours with having, but right exactly hard blood in your system exactly um you know interesting origin stories so then she says she goes so it's very difficult because you see it's difficult for the person getting bitten but it's also difficult for the vampire biting because once we start once we taste we're like sharks once we taste blood we get into a frenzy and then I'm just like, she goes, it's difficult on both sides. I'm like, oh, boo-hoo. There's, there's a human being with venom running through their veins, and you expect us to feel sorry for the vampire who can't stop feeding? What? <laughs> Alice, get it together, honey, because this ain't it. And then she's like, she says about how she doesn't remember her transformation. She doesn't remember anything really about her human life. And does Stephanie Meyer ever address this with Alice? No. It's so That's annoying. That's what I was that's actually very interesting. Yeah. The idea that she doesn't remember anything. She could have had a spinoff. It yeah. could have been the Alice series. Yeah. Something. It's very interesting. And Stephanie Meyer does nothing with it. She does nothing with it. And this is one of those things where she's like, here's the thing. And then immediately after sharing it, she's like, I'm done talking. Oh, wait, that's me in therapy. That's that's Stephanie Meyer. She's like, here's an idea. Okay, just, just, I just said it. I, I'm done talking about it. Stop looking at it. Stop, that, that's just it. It's over. Accept this as fact and now let's move on. Okay, thank you. It's a little bit relatable, that's but also nice. do better, Stephanie Meyer. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. <laughs> um, and so then, so she, so something happens, she goes, something has changed. And so she starts describing a vision. And so Jasper comes in and he's like, what do you see? And he's asking her some follow-up questions, which I thought was actually really cool because he he's not like freaking out about her vision. And of course he must be used to it already, but he knows what to do. Like he geared her, sorry, 
He didn't get her. He, he led her to the bed so she could sit down so she could focus entirely on this vision. And he's asking her questions as it's happening. So where where the memory's freshest, he's asking her these questions. And I thought I thought it was really cool and also very like kind of like in a way soothing. Mm-hmm. Um and so she says, I don't know, something is missing, another decision hasn't been made yet. And like this is these are the, the limitations that Alice has. That being said, she's describing basically like this this long room with a bunch of mirrors, and she's describing like this this VCR, um, this TV, and that's pretty much all that she can see. When she's done with the vision, they call her and she's like, Oh, Carlisle, and then he's giving her an update on basically what's happening. So she says, I just saw him. Okay. Then she goes, Bella, Edward's on the phone. And she goes, Oh, Edward, I was so worried. Bella, he sighed in frustration. I told you not to worry about anything but yourself. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, put Jasper on the phone. Jasper, I told you to make her worry about nothing but yourself. She says, it was so unbelievably good to hear his voice. I felt the hovering cloud of despair light and drift back as he spoke. And I'm just like frustrated by someone feeling something is so messed up. Because now here's the thing. Like, of course, people, you could be frustrated with what people have done to you. You could be frustrated with what people have said to you. You could be frustrated with what people have said about you. You could be frustrated with those people's actions. But to be frustrated with the way someone feels is re- that that itself is really messed up to me. Because, like, yeah, like, you could be upset if someone is, like, angry with you, if you feel like they are unjustly angry. But you're going to be upset for someone's concern for you or to be like, I told you not to feel that way. What Do you do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? Like, the, the whole family's all whacked, bro. So then he, so he, then he goes into this whole thing where he's like, oh, the track is very careful. He stays far enough away from us that we can't hear his thoughts. Or I can't hear his thoughts. And I'm just like, but meanwhile, while he was in the meadow with you, you are not the meadow. Why do I keep bringing up the meadow? He was in mm-hmm. the, the field with you. You heard all his motivations. Just, you got all of that just from that little time he spent with you in the field. Mm-hmm. But you can't hear his thoughts when, right. when you're searching for his thoughts. Edward, Emmett, and Carlisle are trying to figure out where the tracker is. Meanwhile, Rosalie and Esme are protecting Charlie. So she goes, I missed you, I whispered. I know, Bella, believe me, I know. It's like you've taken half myself away with you. And she says to him, come and get it then, I challenged. Are y'all flirting right now? Also, not just- Are y'all flirting right now? Not just are you flirting. Y'all are flirting very badly. It's bad for- Well, they they flirted bad. We, we talked about, we talked about <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, we have talked about that. They flirt bad. Uh, that you know, you know what I'm saying. But it's also like weird. Like it's his so weird. Family's there. Just like come get me then. Come it's like get it okay, then. I'm yeah. sorry. Right now is the time you're taking to flirt, <laughs> flirt badly. Yeah. Read the room. And so then, um, when she when she's done with talking to to Edward, she turns back around. And Alice is drawing something, and so she's she's drawing basically her vision. She sees something else. And Bella goes, it's a ballet studio, I said, suddenly recognizing the familiar shapes. They looked at her surprised. And then Jasper goes, do you know this room? And so my thing about this, why would he ask her that? If it's a room, a long room with mirrors and a bar, it's obviously a ballet studio. Why is his first thought, this is someplace that you have been or is known to you, when a ballet studio is a ballet studio is a ballet studio? Yeah, but because she said, because right now Alice is drawing where she's gonna, where she sees the tracker. Mm-hmm. She's drawing where she sees James. Yeah. So he's just trying to establish: is this a place where Bella has been, or would be for some reason? That there's a connection to her. Yeah, that's, I think that's what he's trying to establish. I don't think I don't think he means have you seen a ballet studio in your life. I think he means do you know this room? Is this room known to you? Right. Which I get, but also, how can 
how can she distinguish this ballet room from any other ballet room? That's like, not I just feel like she, did, I, I just feel like she didn't go, oh, I've seen a ballet room like that. She's like, it's a ballet studio. Right, but if he doesn't know, like, for whatever reason, he didn't know that it was a ballet studio. Like, I feel like she recognized it while it was still in development. And so she was like, it's a ballet studio. He didn't see that at first. Because if he had seen it or if Alice had seen it, Alice would have said, it's a ballet studio. That's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. He he was like, hold on a second. This came very easily for you. You recognize this right away. Have you been here? Okay. Is there some reason why this is connected to you? Because if there is, then that means that you're in danger because this guy now has access to a room that is connected to you. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So this whole time, they're doing all this stuff to, to supposedly protect Bella. They're, you know, going out of their way and all this stuff. And, like, the thing is, they do something very, very stupid, very careless, and also something that I feel like is kind of contradictory to what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so Bella's like, is this is this phone line safe? And then Alice is like, yeah, it's just going to trace it back to, to Washington. And so she's like, okay, so can I call my mom and leave a message? She goes, or can I, can I call my mom and speak to her? I, and then she, so Alice looks at Jasper and Jasper's like, um, I don't think there's any way it could hurt, but be sure not to say where you are, of course. And it's so, like, the thing there is like, although I get that, that it's like, okay, as long as you don't say where you are, I don't think that that really applies in this particular situation. They, it, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me that she's like, I'm going to call my mom and leave a message. Cause then she goes further. Like, it's not like she goes, oh, there's a number that I could reach her at any, any at any given moment. She says, there's a number, their only permanent number is the house phone. I'm going to call and leave a message and leave the number that I'm calling from at that, at the answering machine for them. That doesn't sound Which safe Which is yet again, another reason or another way that shows that Renee don't care about this girl. Because if my child is living away from me and I had to, like, how does your child not have a direct way to communicate with you if, if she's not? emails okay right and like the thing is i'm not and that's not like shaming people who don't have phones or don't have access to phones but they can obviously this family can obviously afford a cell phone or some kind of way to make sure that they're in communication with their daughter they obviously can and like the fact that you are so caught up in living this nomad lifestyle and you're so caught up in not having roots and in just like being able to live free i'm so sorry but 17 years ago in nine months, you stopped that life. Mm-hmm. You stopped being able to just move and go as you please. I'm so sorry. Doesn't mean you stopped being a person when you became a mother. It does mean, though, that you had to start thinking about somebody else that wasn't just Renee. And Renee, Renee never got that memo. No. And so this whole thing is yet another a layer of, like, here's how much I don't care about my daughter and being in, con- in communication with her. Not constant communication, but being in co- communication with her period where's she checking her email at you feel me like but i don't under, i i there's so like a, it's like an internet cafe there's so much just, that, that i'm just like you are not backpacking through europe you're not staying at youth hostels you have a whole daughter that you need to be like responsible for and you're not accessible to her listen sometimes i'll call my mom when i'm driving and her phone goes to her voicemail and when when I see her next, I'm like, I could have been in a ditch dying. <laughs> and, like, that's hyperbole for sure and dramatic, but it stands. <laughs> like, things could be happening, and I don't have a direct way to answer, um, to call you. And, like, of course, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm joking when I tell her that. But how, 
does she not have a direct way to contact her mother? Yeah, and so the, even the way she says it, she's like, the only permanent number is the house phone. She's supposed to check her messages regularly. But this is Renee, who I, she calls, who she calls harebrained, when really what she means is negligent. I hate Renee so much. Yeah. Like, I didn't like Renee upon my first reading, and upon my second reading, I like, well, second reading is, upon my reading this time around, I absolutely just detest her. So, she says, you know, they go back to waiting. And she's like, being an, immor- an immortal must give you a lot of patience because J- Alice and Jasper was just chilling and she was freaking out. Now, this is the second chapter we're doing, chapter 21, phone call. So, she had gone back to sleep and when she woke up again, um, she found Alice and Jasper um, sitting in the in the other room and Alice was sketching again. And she's like, did something happen? He was like, yeah, it seems like something made him go back to the room with the VCR. And so she's like describing, or rather, she's describing what Alice is drawing. And this is actually kind of chilling. As she's describing what Alice is drawing, there's, you get no sense of her feeling, her emotion behind what she's seeing. Except when she goes, as Alice is drawing, she says, the phone goes there. She's whispering before Alice even gets to that part. And then they go, wait a minute, you know this place? She said, that's my mom's house. And so the idea that Alice is, that he's just said, something brought him back to the VCR room or to the room with the VCR. And then she goes, oh crap, that's my mom's house. That's super scary. So all of a sudden Alice gets up, she calls, she starts making phone calls. And so then Jasper, um, she said, uncharacteristically stood closer to her to try to get her to calm down more. And he actually, like he touched her to um, dull the panic, she said. Which makes sense because imagine like she they're expecting her to like full on have like a meltdown because of this. So Alice goes, Bella, Edward's coming to get you. And she's like, What Edward's coming? It's like she it, like she snapped out of it briefly. Like Edward's coming. She said, the words were like a life vest holding my head above the flood. Which I understand because if he's if he's the only thing that's kind of keeping her grounded in that moment, that's who that's the only person she's gonna like see or hear from. So No, for sure. Yeah. I, which I, I which I wasn't gonna say anything about that. I I think um, it does make sense because it is a flood when she feels like oh no one is safe. Yeah. So she's like Alice, my mom is in danger, and then Alice is like Bella, we're gonna catch him, and she says, um, your mom's not gonna get hurt, and she's like, and what if you get hurt, Alice? Do you think that's okay with me? Do you think it's only my human family he can hurt me with, girl? Mm, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, I read that and I was like family. Family. See, y'all just be throwing that word around like it just means nothing. That's true. People just be throwing that That's word around true. as if family is just, like, family is just somebody I like and get to hang with. No. No. No, it's no, not. No, babe. No. So, no. that being said, your family, Alice, your family, just like a few pages ago told you that the only reason she wanted to keep you alive was so that her real family wouldn't be hurt by your loss. So, I feel like maybe get it together. I mean, I feel like, fair, but I also feel like her feeling of them being her family isn't going to rely on whether Alice also feels the same for her. Oh, that sounds very healthy. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> so Jasper tries to, like, put her to sleep. <laughs> His power apparently grew more, so he was trying to, like, make her ba- basically pass out. And she's like, uh-uh, No. So she goes into the room and she like wallows for like three and a half hours, which understandable, fair. Um, so when she finally wakes back up, uh, she goes into the other room and Alice is there by herself on the phone. Jasper is, is not there. And she's like, where's Jasper? She said he went to check us out. And she was like, we're not staying here. She's like, no, we're getting you closer to your mother's house. Like why they're moving her? I don't know. 
and then she's... No, but it, it, I oh, mean, they had made a plan before. I, yeah, I completely skipped the plan. Edward was going to pick her up and take her, like, fly her to wherever. And they were going to stay and make sure that Renee was safe. So they were relocating for them so that they could be right, closer right, to Renee. Right, right, yeah, yeah, And they were going to take her to the airport to meet Edward. Yeah. So that he could fly her somewhere safe. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I forgot about that. And so the phone rings. Alex goes, hello? She goes, no, she's right here. And then she goes, like, your mother. She gives her the phone. And then she's like, hello? And then she hears, Bella, Bella. And she says she's heard this voice before. Is when her mom is, like, very afraid, very scared. You know, something's going to happen to her. And she's like, there's panic in her mom's voice. She's like, okay, mom, relax. Wait, hold on. Before you even go there. I sighed. I'd been expecting this. Though I tried to make my message as unalarming as possible without lessening the urgency of it. That side, that moment where I said I'd been expecting this is so telling of what this girl's life is like with mm-hmm. Renee as a mother. Yeah. This is a trauma response. Renee effectively primed her for a life of self-sacrifice uh, because everything that she did was for her mother to, like, soothe her mother, to calm her mother, to keep her mother, like, paying the bills on time, to do everything that her mother needed and should have been doing as the adult in this situation. Now, I think, looking back at this, I think that an argument can be made, not by me, because you will not catch me letting Renee off the hook in any capacity, but I think an argument can be made that Renee was suffering from some kind of imbalance, some kind of, like, disorder, mm-hmm. um, because, and, 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 and that's not to say that there's people who who have like mental health um, conditions and disorders who are absolutely reliable, who are not like this. But those people, often cases, are people in treatment, mm-hmm. are people who are who know what's going on with them and who are managing it. The people who are not, who in are involved in their care, and stuff. right? People who are not in treatment, people who are not aware that this is something that they're struggling with, oftentimes this is the pattern that you'll see. Um, at the risk of making overgeneralizing statements. But I think that the argument could be made that this is why Bella's childhood was the way that it is. I'm not going to sit here and make it. I don't care. I don't believe that she is. The text doesn't tell me that it is, so I'm not going to read it into the text. I'm going to hold Renee's feet to the fire. She's a terrible mother. She never gave that girl the support that she needed. And she is the reason why Bella is always putting herself in a situation where her, her, her whole existence is on somebody else saving her. Her whole existence is on... And you know what? Sure, she's there to save other people. She's there, whoop-de-whoop, whatever. This fake feminism BS that Stephanie Meyer tries to pass. The fact is that she raised her to always put other people's needs ahead of herself to her own detriment. Mm -hmm. Self-sacrificing as the great womanly virtue. No, thank you. No, thank you. The submissive jump. No, thank you. And I don't mean submissive and submissive in the actual like submission right right not that not the way that what cassandra clear whatever her name is read into this no no i i'm so beyond uninterested who who actually i you know insert white woman name here whoever was that wrote it um but it, i but it's just it's infuri- it's it's infuriating to me like in this short paragraph i read so much of like this girl has always had to like adjust pivot to make sure that renee was taken care of when it was definitely the other way around that it should have been right right and that's not to say that like you know families look different and some people just need the help like something like there's a support of each other in family relationships and that's great and that's dope 
But when it is constantly the child's burden to make sure that the parent is taken care of, and it's constantly the child's burden to make sure that whatever they need, whatever they whatever they want, everything that they like need to be safe is only as a secondary thing to what their parent needs, that's trash. She's not even giving her the most basic, like the lowest on Maslow's hierarchy. Right. The, the, like, remember, said... remember, remember like in the first few episodes when Charlie put snow tires on Bella's car and Bella was like, oh my gosh, you care. And we like laughed at it because we were like, the bar is in hell, Bella. He he doesn't want you to die. Skid off the road and die. The bar is in hell. But here's how you here's why that here was such you a big see deal. Why that yeah. was such a big deal to her? Because she was the one putting the 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 um, snow tires on somebody else's car for her entire life. And here is somebody who put t- snow tires on her car because he cared about her, and wanted to make sure that she didn't die. Anyway, if Renee were to die in a fire tomorrow. I wouldn't be sad about it. Yeah. Sorry, I went on a long rant, but hate her entirely. Yeah. So she's like, Mom, everything is fine. I promise. And she's like, she paused because her mother hadn't interrupted her, which she would have. And she's like, Mom. And so then here we go. Be very careful not to say anything until I tell you to. The voice I heard now was as unfamiliar as it was unexpected. It was a man's tenor voice, a very pleasant, generic voice. And he goes, no, I don't need to hurt your mother, so please do exactly what I say and she'll be fine. And so he's, she, she's quiet. And he goes, that's very good. Now repeat after me. So he basically, he's feeding her this, this script for her to say out loud in front of Alice. And so he goes, he tells her, um, this worked out rather better than I expected. I was prepared to wait, but your mother arrived ahead of schedule. It's easier this way, isn't it? Less suspense, less anxiety for you. And it's like, um, excuse me. But this whole part is, like, super sus. Because she goes into the other room and he goes, say yes, say no. Answer just yes and answer just no. Yeah. And and Alice is in the other room. Yeah. And Alice can hear her. Yeah. So Alice is hearing her have a conversation with her mother. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And Alice doesn't go, hmm, that's weird. Yeah, she doesn't go, oh, well, Bella's mom has been. This woman answered the phone, Bella, Bella, frantic. And Bella's not, like, trying to, like, hey, mom, calm down. Because even, like, from like from when she first had the conversation, Bella was like, mom, you know, just relax. I'm explaining to you. And then she went from that to, yes, no, mom, trust me. Very robotic, very, like, it just, it didn't make any sense. And then, and then Alice buys it. And she, she goes, oh, I convinced her. She wanted to come home early, but I convinced her. When? When was the convincing happening? Was it telepathically? Because I didn't hear you. Right. And so she's like, where's Phil? I asked her sleep. And. She made a good point. And he's like, well, whoa, 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 relax. You speak when I tell you to speak. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't have an answer. He's like, who Phil? Right. Because Phil's not in the VCR. Or uh, in the VCR. Yeah. No one's or in the VCR. Or on the message that she left her. Exactly. And so he's like, it's important that you don't make your friends suspicious. Okay. And so she hangs up and she's like, she had to control her panic. And she said, it was a good thing that Jasper wasn't there because he would have felt her anxiety and her panic and he would have known that something was up. Right there. Right before, because that's, that's a little further down. So she says, I knew I had to think, but my head was filled with the sound of my mother's panic. And now I'm just kind of like, what kind of state-of-the-art equipment, sound equipment, does this ballet studio have? Because I'm old enough to remember that VCRs used to sound like hot garbage mm-hmm. when you play the tapes. Like, is it that she was so, like, full of a few things? Was she so sleep-deprived and, like, how her pattern was all out of whack? Was she so panicked? Was she still, like, in fear for everybody? All of those things are possible. She was on, she had a heightened emotional, like, that could be response. Because I was just like, so here's the question, though. So he had, 
he had the video wound up to Bella for when Alice answered the phone and then he rewound it and played it again to the exact right moment <laughs> on a VCR? Not, not on a VCR. Not on a VCR. Nope. Not on a VCR. Nope. No. In any case, unless, unless Renee basically was like, Bella, 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 <laughs> Bella, like, it's a five minute video of Renee just, Bella, 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 it's a super cut, Bella, it's a vi- Bella. It's, it's a VC, it's a tape that Bella made for herself to, to like, to pretend, to pretend that her mom cares about her. <laughs> to soothe herself to sleep. Oh, God. Trauma. Um... So she's like, well, there's nothing to do now but to plan. For I had no choice now but, one, to go to the room, to the murmured room, and die. And they were all, he, he was banking on this. Mm-hmm. He knew this about her. Yeah. Somehow, he knew this about her. He was banking on her saying, okay, I'm going to do this. Imagine if Bella would be like, uh uh-huh, ma, you bugging. <laughs> I'm with my man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You should have kept the door locked. <laughs> or um, Stephanie Meyer should have made it that you had to invite these vampires inside. Right. I know. It's one of my favorite things about actual vampire lore that Twilight just skips on. Well, he um, wouldn't be able to stalk her if, if he had to be invited inside. He couldn't be all romantic. So, um, I think it's important to know here, right? She goes, my decision was made. It did no good to waste time agonizing over the outcome. I think this is one of the things that we talked about before is distinctly Bella. She makes a decision and she goes with it. She doesn't do this whole, oh, but I don't know, oh, but I don't... She decided she loved Edward. She decided she was willing to risk her life. She decided that that Alice was family. She decided that she was going to die for her mother. And she doesn't back down from those decisions. They're bad decisions. They're 100% bad decisions. But, but she, she stands by she them. She stands by them. She, she, Bella she, said. In fact, like, she stands by her decisions and... That's just, it is what it is. So, I, I mean, like, it's one of the things that I'm just like, uh, this is this is true to form. This is true to right. Bella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's one of the very few things that Stephanie Meyer actually makes come across, um, you know. About her as a about character, her character. Yeah. yeah. But here's, 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 my, here's my complaint about this. Mm-hmm. Bella says, speci- the language, the language is, my decision was made. And Alice didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Alice didn't see it. When Alice first got the vision, she said, but something's missing. Something else. He's waiting for something. You know what the something was? Another decision had to be made. Bella's decision. Bella's decision was made. And Alice didn't see the decision. Right. And and then and then people be like, oh, well, maybe the power didn't work. No. Because guess what? Guess what Alice did see? A new moon. A new moon. Alice saw when Bella decided to jump. So it's just the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. It's the inconsistency. Yep. For, for, not for me. It's for Stephanie Meyer. For Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> so, like, it just doesn't make any sense. If she, it not only, not only did she make a decision and she should have seen that decision that was made. She was, she made a decision that was directly linked to something that Alice was already keeping track of. Yeah. This was something that was on the radar for her. Mm-hmm. She should have seen it. She comes up the room, she's like, I convinced my mom that it's fine, that she's gonna, you know... Um, she's going to stay where she's at. And then she's like, I had to do one last thing. I had to accept the fact that I would never see Edward again. Mm. And then she went like all into depressive mood because of it. But Jasper was still not there. So he didn't, he wasn't there to like realize what was going on. And so she goes, Alice, if I write a letter to my mom, will you make sure she gets it? She goes, sure. She's like, I had to keep my, my emotions under control better. So she writes, Edward, let's read this letter real quick. Yes. I love you. I am so sorry. He has my mom and I have to try. I know it may not work. I am so very, very sorry. 
Don't be, ang don't be angry with Alice and Jasper. If I get away from them, it will be a miracle. Tell them thank you for me. So Alice especially, please. And please, please don't come after him. That's what he wants, I think. I can't bear it if anyone has to be hurt because of me, especially you. Please, this is the only thing I can ask you now for me. I love you. Forgive me, Bella. This whole thing is garbage. Mm -hmm. And she's decided not just that she's going to go, she's going to offer herself. Because she's like, I have nothing else to offer. I don't have anything to negotiate with. So I'm going to go to die. Like, there's only, thing, one, there's only one thing for me to do. I need to just go die. And she's like, I don't even know if he won't kill my mom. But I got to try. And, like, maybe it's because it's her, it, it's her mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not my mom. But, like, she's, like, I don't, I'm not even sure if that's even going to work. But, like, I just, I need to make sure that I try. Um, and the only satisfaction that he's going to get is for, for me to die. For, for me to die. So, here you go. I'm about to go shuffle off this mortal coil. Right. Uh, in this ballet room. Peace out. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. But also, if you, like, in this short letter, she asks for forgiveness three times. Uh -huh. And she pleads with him and, like, begs him for something five times. This isn't the romantic letter you think it is, Stephanie. This letter is not doing what you think it's doing. She does that a lot. Yeah. She does that a lot. These things happen that she thinks is doing something is really not. It's really not. Um, And so then now Bella is going to go sacrifice herself because, you know, as you do. As you do. Anyway... We'll see what happens. Next week is the last... We, we know what happens. I say that every week, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Next week is the last... Is it? Yeah. Today's the... Isn't it? This is Today's the 19th. Yeah, it's coming out the 21st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. You're yeah, right. the 28th is the last day that we are posting for the year. For the year. For the godforsaken year. Okay, bye. <sighs> bye.